0: Welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Hi, hello, and welcome. It's John O'Sullivan from the Irish Pagan School, and we are here with our weekly check in chat and coffee talk. So, um, we have a question in here today, um, which is an interesting one, and it crosses over with my type of nerditry and my my views on our existence and our our universal existence, not just our planetary existence. And it comes in from Miss Gamora, who was wondering, I'm curious what the native view is on modern alien abductions and fairy abductions, because I've noticed many similarities between the two. I've also noticed that sudden death syndrome, such as death during childbirth, is also linked with the fairy folk. And I'd like to know if that is the case, if if, the, if that is the case, or it's meant symbolically. Or do they truly believe she died during childbirth, for example, because of the fairies? Thank you. OK, so um, it's a great question. It's a very interesting question. And I can understand where the comparatives kind of come from, because when we talk about the Irish mythology, there is one particular line in a particular translation of the Cath Moitura. The battle, uh, well, okay, the first battle of Moitura, which comes from the Lyrick of All Erin. If you have followed any of the videos in here, and um, you've probably heard me talk about it quite a bit, but it it kind of Lyrick of All Erin forms the the heart of the mythological cycle of. Ireland's history or Ireland's kind of mythological history of the existence of peoples in our island, it doesn't deal with the creation of the world. That is one thing that, you know, we do get asked. There is no creation myth of the world and all its existence in Irish lore or Irish folklore that we have ever come across, um, which differs from many other cultures out there where there's talk of, you know, either some father god, mother god, someone becoming like, you know, the land or someone becoming the sky. And then the birthing of reality, the birthing of the world through that process. We don't actually have that. We have like Ireland just always existing. Ireland just always was. Uh, And then we have the peoples coming to and from the Ireland, which is why we get this book known as Invasions or The Taking of Ireland. So in one particular translation of the Koth Moiturah, which is the, the first battle of Moiturah, which talks about the Tuatha Danann returning into Ireland and um, the Firbolag are in Ireland already, one of the previous descendants um, of the tribe of Nemed who had emigrated and then immigrated back into the country. And it is their king, Uchud, who has a vision. He goes to his druid and asks the druid to, to kind of cast the augurs and find out what the vision really means. And the Druid translates the vision, and it's like, yeah, there's there's another tribe of people coming, a fleet of a thousand heroes, and they will be they're like skilled in every art and every kind of skill and all the arts of druidry uh, and the art of death, and they will be victorious in every strain. So that is the first kind of descriptor we have of the two of the Danon from the the Fribolic point of view of this vision. But there's one particular line that it says the two it had it and descended on the top of a mountain in their ships from the sky. Now, that is one particular translation. There is other translations it's like their ships landed and came out of the mists. Um, or like for the reworking or re-exploration of the mythology says that when their ships arrived to show their resolve to stay in Ireland, they burned their ships. Um, having come from the other lands, they were like, no, we are home to the, the land of our ancestors, so they burned their ships. And that's what caused kind of clouds of smoke and mist. Um, or there's the, the mystical elements in that they are practitioners of all the druidic arts. And we see later on in the stories when the, the Sons of Mill arrive, that they, they are capable of summoning a magical mist um, and storms to kind of keep the Milesians off of the island. So. There are many different perspectives to take on this the arrival but there are many people who have latched onto this one particular translation of the arrival ships from the sky and that means the two of the danon are aliens Um, for us here in the irish pagan school no the two of the danon are not aliens Um, and actually from myself and laura and our stance on things we Actually, there's another great channel on YouTube, it's called PBS Space Time, and it is a physicist who kind of talks about the the, the science of physics, our universe, our galaxy. And he actually does a video, I might link it in the description, um, how do we know it's aliens? And the the rule really is, it's never aliens. But every rule has an exception, so it's never aliens until it's aliens. And that is then the burden of proof really falls on the person discovering the these traces or these informations. And you go through a lot of the, the very common kind of phenomena that have been observed in the last decade or more, um, which people say, is it aliens, isn't it aliens? And how many of those we have learned more information since, and we can explain with naturally occurring phenomenon, but there are other stuff which still we can't explain. So. It's it's an ongoing process of this process, and both Laura and myself do believe it is the height of pride and hubris to think that humanity is the only intelligent creature to exist in all of our galaxy, in all of our universe. Like, do the fucking math. You know, we are one planet in the habitable zone of one particular star. And how many stars are in the sky? Um a lot of this is covered in on that channel, actually, which is a great resource from a scientific point of view, which I quite enjoy myself. But yeah, both of us believe that there are like, you know, there is life outside of our world um, and the pursuit of that knowledge, like, you know, SETI, the the search for extraterrestrial intelligence is, is important. And I think we should be trying to expand our our understanding of reality and our position in the galactic stance and in the universal stance by those explorations. Um, But at no point at the moment can we say unequivocally that, you know, it's aliens or that aliens have visited the planet or have abducted people from the planet. So our stance at the moment is that it's not aliens because we can't say that it is aliens. So. There are other people out there and other people living in Ireland who claim like, you know, that it is aliens and that it's a modern alien crossover and that the two of the Danon are aliens and you know <sighs> the burden of proof falls on the person making those announcements and making those discoveries. Like from our stance, we can point at the the cultural history, we can point at the the mythological history, we can point at all of these resources, and it clearly says that the the two of the Danon are descended from Nemet. They're descended from a previous tribe who had existed in Ireland. And all of these tribes came out of the east into Ireland and finding Ireland empty. You know, we have now again, a lot of this is tagged on to biblical history, which, you know, has its own complexities. But when we look at the archaeology, as I covered in a previous video, um, we can say categorically that there were at least stone tool wielding hominids um which is a scientific term for either you know homo sapiens homo neanderthalensis um i think homo habilis also used stone weapons early ancestors of humanity um but we can say that like 30,000 years ago there were animals being butchered by stone tools in ireland you know which kind of throws the whole Current model of the ice age covering Ireland for that period into question as well. So there's a lot that we don't know, and there's more evidence coming out all of the time. And so I would not state categorically, one hundred percent can't ever be. We're not we're against the existence of no, but what we are saying is there's not evidence, there's not information, there's not enough details to point to that now. That seems like a bit of an oxymoron because here I am talking about the belief of gods, the belief of like, you know, life, the on um, sale Ella, the other world, the belief of the people of the She in our in our island. And so how does that conflict with the existence of aliens? And for me, it doesn't, because I do believe that aliens exist, but I can't say that they have visited. What I can say from my own experience from the experience of my partner, from the experience of many people I have shared life my my forty years of life with on this planet, and the documented experiences of people in the National Folklore Collection in all of our old mythology about you know what has happened on our landscape and those energetic experiences that I personally have had and helped other people kind of process through when they navigate our landscape. There is other things that we do not know about, and that all of the information points to the existence of the other crowd, the she, the fair folk, the good neighbors, whichever way it goes. And that's where we lead into the other aspect of Miss Gamora's question, which is the sudden death aspects, the sudden death syndromes. And yeah, there is is a cultural kind of concern around that. And that's why when we kind of take things back in our history, there there was a big hullabaloo around a, a, a pregnancy or a birth being carried the term at home. Now, that was very common practice before our modern days of medicine and our modern understandings of medicine. And there are still there are many things that we can now look back and explain it's like, okay, well, this is what has actually happened or scientifically speaking, this is what actually occurred there. But there are other instances where it just something goes off or or some coincidences or a series of coincidences happen uh, and that leads to the loss of an individual. Uh, either at birth or suddenly in their lifestyle and lifetime <laughs> um, or maybe because of their lifestyle. You never know. So the, that's when the other cultural narratives come in and that's when the other experiences come in. And it's important to be sceptical. Like a healthy level of scepticism is important. Otherwise, we we lose ourselves to the fanciful and our ego gets suppressed and we no longer become functioning like healthy ego balanced individuals. I did a video about that as well like you know the the understanding of self I think it was a blog post over at the Irish Pagan School blog. Um it's very very important to cultivate a healthy sense of ego a culti- cultivate a healthy sense of who you are as yourself like your spiritual sensibility spiritual sensitivity and your personal sovereignty because all of these things then you know safeguard your own identity about from becoming subsumed by the larger experiences, the larger energies out there, deities other crowds, crowd, anything like that at all. It's 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 crucially important to have a healthy ego. And part of having a healthy ego is a certain level of scepticism and so. I will not just say I'm a full on sceptic. I don't believe anything. I, know I have my beliefs and I'm open to my beliefs being challenged. That's the other side of it, because as much as I may say, I believe this or it is true to me, that doesn't mean it's like that doesn't mean that there won't be some shift in our understanding of perspectives or a shift in our understanding of, you know, the facts that then allow us to look at things in a different way. Um, like we knew, for example, that there were some things that would impact on a body from distances and it's only now as our science has caught up that we can measure things like x-rays we can measure things like you know various forms of radiation and understand what they're actually doing to a body but that doesn't mean that those things never happened before in the past Uh, it just means that we didn't have an understanding of it. we didn't have a, a recognition of it or if we did that knowledge is lost to us because Again, the age like there's there's been so many mass extinction events on our on our planet, it is the height of hubris to think that you know we're the epitome of everything that has ever happened before. When we look at the archaeological, uh, well, archaeological architectural circumstances that exist on our planet, you know there are many questions that shows the the level of intellect that our ancient ancestors had. You know, Brunebonia, like it, it, the passage to in Brunebonia aligns with the solstice and still aligns with the solstice thousands of years later. You know, when we look at the, the archaeological alignment or the the architectural construction of say the stepped pyramids in South America, but then also the pyramids in the Giza Plateau, like the 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 understanding of mathematics to be able to do and create something like that, it it we it really shows that we are. Our ancestors were smarter than we have given them credence for, but also that, you know, here we are thousands of years later. And yes, we've made great advancements, but have we really advanced as far as our potential can take us? And I don't think that's the truth. We've gotten very complacent and very comfortable in, in kind of our, our species, shall we say. Um, but you know we can go forward and we can keep these explorations open and can learn more and when we learn more then it behooves us to reevaluate our perceptions reevaluate our stance on things and then find the next step forward in the truth that comes from that moment so uh, for ourselves it's never aliens um but that doesn't mean that we ignore or decry the existence of aliens out there, we think that there is not enough evidence and not enough proof to say things aren't there. So I know this seems very convoluted and very kind of turned around upon itself to a certain degree, because here's me talking about, no, it's not aliens, but it is the other crowd, it is the other folk, it is this other species that are imperceptible to the majority of people on our world, uh, or on the island, for example. Um, So I could be wrong and I'm open to being shown to be wrong. But it is down to those experiences and like coming from the documented information of our ancestors, coming from the documented kind of cultures of having protections and wardings, like there's so many talks of charms, pishogs. And like horseshoes, blacksmiths, all of this kind of information there, how to protect your house, coming up on they and making sure you have yellow flowers on like your 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 threshold into your house, make sure you've done enough cleaning, you've swept out your fires, like you've cleaned everything out um there's a lot of kind of cultural traditions that you might say are just good practice from a point of view of living a rural existence and yeah and that might be where it is but also we have the additional narrative the additional story that you know people who don't sweep out their fireplace or people who don't like get rid of their dirty wash water are prone to you know invasion by the the other crowd and you know having their life go to anarchy and go to chaos um and i have had personal experiences with that myself not from a clinician's point of view i've i've come i've been asked to kind of step in with people and help them figure out why their life has gone to chaos and anarchy, and usually we have to take it back to the some element of per practice, per behavior that has led to the invitation of these energies and entities into that person's life or into that person in the worst case. Um, But that's probably a talk for a different time. So, um, yeah, the Irish pagan school stance, both myself and Laura, is that it's never aliens until we can prove that it is aliens. Um, But also, yes, there was and still is a lot of processes, culturally speaking, around defense against the good folk. Now, Laura has done a a lot of videos on there as well. Good and bad experiences that happen with the other crowd, because no, they're not all benevolent, like, you know, caring creatures of the other world. Like, you know, there's a reason why a lot of the Irish folklore is how to protect yourself from the other fuckers. Mainly because if we take the the mythological history as fact, then the Irish people, the Gaels, are descended from the Mila the the sons of Mill, who were the invading tribe that got that pushed the Tuatha into the other world, into the hollow hills, and that leads to animosity. Like our earliest kind of stories around the Milesians is that Ireland becomes a fucking wasteland. Because they have acted with dishonor and it's only restored to abundance and growth with, you know, um, grain and with milk giving cows when they make friends with the data. So all of these stories come from a place and all these stories kind of tell us something, but we would be again falling into that. Trap of pride and hubris, if we think that we have the definitive answer to everything and do not need to learn anything anymore. It's important to be skeptical, but it's important to be open. It's important to be curious and to pursue those curiosities. And so, um, it's a really great question to have a que- to have this question presented, Miss Gamora, and I really appreciate it. Um, but. It's not an easy answer, but I hope I've given some perspective. I hope I've given some kind of insights to answer and speak to your query with us here at the Irish Pagan School as ever. Make sure you pop down if you want to get more of content like this. You want to be reminded when regular content comes out, go get the free resource that's linked in the description down below um, and it kind of connects with what we see as good resources and good ways to kind of pursue your knowledge forward from here and also puts you on the mailing list. So whenever the classes at the end of the month come out or whatever, like new information comes along, blog posts are released, you'll have the heads up on that. And whenever we have our social gatherings, social spaces, every second Saturday, you'll get your invite for that too, to hang out with Irish pagan people in the virtual space uh, that we host and provide. So I will say, Mahagath. I will say thank you very much. I will say slon, which is goodbye. And until next time, take care of yourself, look after yourself. And, um, you know, it's never aliens until it is. <laughs> goodbye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enrol in one of our free or paid courses. Slonger fall and we will see you next time.